0: You just threw a bunch of random letters at us, E-A, E-D, et cetera. Um, Can you give us an overview of all the kind of different types, what those different words mean? Hey there, my name is Lily and you're listening to Mindful Admissions, a podcast by Strive to Learn. We are back. Hey, whether you thought we would or not... (laughs) We are back with Season 2 of Mindful Admissions, just dunking on the haters. Um, Actually, we didn't really have any haters, or I would have stopped making these because I can't handle rejection. Uh, anyways, so this is the first episode of Season 2, and I wanted to start it out with some sincere gratitude to you, to all of our listeners, and really to anyone who has supported Strive to Learn in some way. We're doing our best to pay it forward by making these resources free and high quality, So we hope you enjoy and learn a little from our team. This episode is a recording of a discussion that Josephine and I had last year regarding college application deadlines. Unless you're actually in the process of applying, it's highly unlikely that anyone has ever explained to you the difference between, say, early action and early decision deadlines. And even if you do have an understanding of all this complex stuff, you may not know how to apply it to your own college application process. In this episode, I got a chance to ask Josephine for her advice and to hear her thoughts on college application deadline dilemmas. All right. I think that about covers it. Let's go to past me and Josephine. So for everyone who's watching right now, and for everyone who is watching this later, hi, welcome. It's so nice to not see you, but to know that you're watching. I'm Lily. I am a, uh, an admin assistant at Strive to Learn. And I'm also a social media manager. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about college decision dates and deadlines with Josephine. So maybe to start us off, Josephine, you can introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you expect to cover today.
1: Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, so my name is Josephine. As Lily said, I'm the founder of Strive to Learn and one of the college counselors there. Um, we have an awesome team um, of four college counselors, and um, today I'm here to share a little bit about um, the different application deadlines that you may have encountered in your college research. It can be really confusing um, when you see all these different deadlines: EA, ED reA RD rolling what does all of that mean so we're here to just clarify some of those terms so that you can feel more confident with choosing the right application deadline for you
0: awesome um, and just to tag on to that if anyone has any questions uh, or any kind of anything that you need to get clarified feel free to drop those questions in the chat or uh, later to comment on our posts and things like that we will be sure to get back to you with answers um, but this is an open forum. We're really excited to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, and while I have questions prepared, we're open to whatever you wanna throw at us. So that's how it's gonna go. All right, um, so you, Josephine, let's start out. You just threw a bunch of random letters at us. E-A, E-D, et cetera. Um, can you give us an overview of all the kind of different types, what those different words mean?
1: Right, so we have our regular decision. That's our RD deadline. That's kind of a normal deadline. Some universities only have an RD, a regular decision deadline. Um, for example, the UCs are, is one of those uh, school systems. So the UCs, you, the University of California system, you apply to by their regular deadline of November 30th, you cannot submit your application any later. Um, so that's a regular deadline. Now some universities in addition to their regular deadline have an early action deadline. And the second word is very important, early, and then action, E-A, because that is very different from the next one I'm going to go over. So early action just means you're taking action early. You're gonna submit all your stuff a little bit earlier. Usually those deadlines are around November 1st, November 15th. Some very few universities have it in October um, and some have it December 1st, but mainly you're gonna be looking at November 1st and 15th. So two weeks away for a lot of our students. (laughs) Um, Early action means you're submitting your application early because you feel that it is already incredibly strong and not going to make it any stronger. Um, by waiting um, to submit your application. We'd also like to hear um, as soon as possible from the university. So with an early action application, you're not bound to the decision, but you can submit your application early and they will let you know whether or not you were admitted um, by approximately mid-December. I always say, rule of thumb, by Christmas. So you'll either have a great Christmas or a not so great Christmas. Um, So that's early action. The great thing is that you still have until May 1st to actually decide whether or not you're going to accept the offer of admission. Um, Same thing with regular decision. Just with regular decision, you won't know whether you were accepted um, until sometime in March or even April 1st. Uh, it depends on the university. Okay, very different. We have e d Early decision It's very confusing. I don't know why they called it early decision when regular decision means something different They're reusing that word of decision, but early decision is different from early action in the sense that it is binding it means that you say I'm sending my application by this early deadline and I'm also at the same time signing a legal contract stating that if you accept my um, Application then you then I am legally bound to attend your institution So you're already committing before even knowing whether or not you are accepted Um, What is okay? I'm I'm about to go in too much depth. I know that I'm supposed to give an overview, so I'm just going to leave it at that. We're going to go more in depth on this concept um, in a few minutes. So that's ED. It is um, binding. It is also around November 1st, November 15th, sometimes a little earlier, a little later. depends on the university. It is binding. You are contractually obligated to attend if you're accepted to that university. And um, the other important part is that you can only apply to one school ED because, of course, you can't bind yourself to. Another school. Um, okay, what else do we have? We have rolling. Rolling admissions means there's a pretty big window during which um, the university will accept applications. Oftentimes that window starts sometime in July or August and will remain open all the way until May or June. A giant window, right, where you can just throw in your application and they'll take a look at it. So with rolling applications, um, they will look at it as they come in and fill spots in their incoming freshman class as they're accepting applications. Versus with the other deadlines we've talked about, they'll hold everything and look at everyone all at once and then notify everyone all at once. So that's a little bit different. So we have a little bit of a first come first serve situation going on um the criteria to be accepted might be a little more lax or lenient in the beginning. But it really depends on who, whom they've already admitted, right, and how you compare to them. Because they're trying to craft an interesting freshman year in the class. Um, so with the rolling applications, it's great because you can submit everything very early and already know whether or not you get in. Um, or you could, um, you know, let's say you didn't get into any of your other colleges. If you find some colleges that have rolling admission deadlines, you could even apply as late as May. Um, there are a couple other things too, but again, I'll go into this later. Then you also have restrictive early action. Um, I believe there are only seven universities in the US that actually have the restrictive early action. It's a very weird meld of um, the early action um, approach and the early decision. So early restrictive early action restricts you to only applying to one school early. You're still allowed to apply to others regular so you can't apply ED or EA anywhere else if you're applying REA um, to one school. Um, now, Stanford is an example, Georgetown is an example. Each one of these universities um, has a different restrictive early action policy. What they have in common is that you can only apply to one early. but then after that it's, it's a little bit different um, from school, to, from university to university. The other thing is that um, you, it is not binding, so it's closer to EA than ED. So you're not bound and you do still have till May 1st to decide. Okay, I'm sorry. That was not a quick overview. Sorry, Lily.
0: No, I mean, it was beautifully detailed. I really appreciate it. Um, We got a great follow-up question from Allison in the chat. Allison wants to know, will applying earlier give you a better chance at securing scholarship money?
1: That's a great question. So why apply early, right, is kind of the underlying question here. Um, So again, we have early action, early decision. So let me talk about early decision first. The scary one, where you are committing to attending the university. So ED, right? You're committed. Um, That means you're committed to attending regardless of whether or not they give you financial aid or merit scholarships. Um, And regardless of whether or not your family's financial or health or whatever situation changes. It's legally binding. Now, of course, if something major changes, um, you can, you know, contest it and somehow get out of it. Um, But, um, you know, it's not an easy process. So um, why would I then apply ED? Well, With ED, you are making a commitment to that university already, even though you don't even know if they want you, but you're that excited about them. And you know, this is the place I want to be. You're 190,000% sure. Um, So that's very valuable to them because of course they want students, they want to invite students onto their campus who really want to be there. Um, And so therefore the ED acceptance rate is oftentimes much higher than the EA acceptance rate. So for a school that might usually only have about an 8% acceptance rate, the ED acceptance rate might even be in the low 20s, significantly higher, because you are already making a major commitment to the university. So some universities, half their incoming freshman class might come from the ED applications. Um, So that's the benefit of applying ED. Again, only do that if you know, come what may, this is the place I want to be, right? So we are asking here, um, will that give you a better chance at securing scholarship money? Um, In this case, no, Um, you may get it, you may not get it. There's no benefit for scholarship money. It's just a benefit for admissions purposes. Now, of course, we also have EA, early action versus um, regular decision, which is what this question is probably more about because A lot of students apply EA, not very many apply ED because you have to be still committed already. Um, Applying early action usually does not significantly heighten your opportunity for scholarships. Um, However, it varies from university to university. So I highly recommend that you go through and check the financial aid website of every single university you or your child is applying to. Um, because sometimes they have an early scholarship deadline. So, for example, USC has um, actually just a regular, they don't have an early action, if I'm remembering this correctly. Um, but they do have a scholarship deadline, which is December 1st, even though the regular, regular deadline is in January. So if you don't know that they have that scholarship consideration deadline and you think, oh, I have till January to submit, um, you could be missing out on some serious money. Um, so I really, really recommend um, looking that up for every single university and they usually have a, not not all, but if they have such a thing, it might be called a scholarship priority consideration deadline. So lots of words um, <laughs> um, and That way you'll have maximum scholarship consideration, which is really important. Now, why should I apply EA, right? If it doesn't significantly heighten my chances for anything because EA actually usually has about the same acceptance rate as regular decision RD, um, usually off by only one or two percentage points um, for most universities. Um, It's for peace of mind, basically. If you already have the grades you want, if you're applying with your test scores and you have the test scores you want, awesome. If you have a solid, um, you know, letter of rec, um, if you have a solid uh, extracurricular resume, um, great essays, and you feel ready to submit, it's a great way to get some answers before Christmas and ease the stress a little bit of not knowing. I mean, Lily, you had um, the opposite, right, in your college um, experience. What was it like for you when you
0: we're waiting for everything well i i'm a big fan of early action i'm a big early action proponent for sure and i uh while i did apply early action to several places uh none of them were kind of in my in my top filling. so i definitely still felt that anxiety of like waiting through the winter break and just sitting at my computer hoping for an email to come in so I, I definitely recommend early action just for just to lessen that stress. Feel some security in your process. Yeah, yeah. I
1: remember um, it's rough too when you start hearing about everyone else suddenly deciding their future and you don't know yet. Um so- you know, students end up putting a lot of pressure on themselves, Um, not necessarily other students on them, but just from within, because you feel like you should know what you're doing, which, you know, you don't need to know what you're doing in January of your senior year. It would be great, but you don't need to. Um, But yeah, so we have found that for a lot of our students, it's actually stress reducing to apply early. Um, However, um, when should you? not apply early, it's if you could still strengthen your application in the first half of your senior year. So when you apply early, they're making a decision before you have your first semester senior year grades. So that those will not factor in. What will factor in is the rigor of your coursework, um, the the course load you're taking. Are you taking APs or not? Are you challenging yourself, right? So so the courses you're enrolled in, those still really matter, but they will not see your grades in them um, until after they've made a decision. So if you Maybe in junior year didn't have quite the upwards grade trend that you were hoping for, but you are really committed in that first half of senior year and you know you can get, you know, those A's you were looking for and really pull that GPA up, show a positive grade, grade trend, then don't apply early action you're closing yourself off to a chance of really strengthening your application. If there's a really amazing extracurricular opportunity that you're involved in, and if you just wait a little longer to get to know, um, you know, the leaders within it, and then they could write you an excellent additional letter of rec, and your main university that you're interested in will take that additional letter of rec, you know, then wait for that. Um, So EA is really there for students' peace of mind. It doesn't necessarily um, make you more likely to get in at all. That's ED, right? Um, And then, like I said, just watch out if there's also a scholarship priority um, consideration deadline, which is usually around beginning of December or December 15th, while the EA deadlines are usually November 1st, November 15th. So a little bit different in the timeline. I have one more thing to say about EA. Um, how can EA help you lessen your workload? If you have a school, sorry, if you have a well-built college list, let's say you have six to eight colleges on there, uh, you've really thought it out, you know that they're all good fit colleges, but three of them really stand out to you. You, you, You're like, if I get into those three, like, I don't even care about the others. Um, And those three happen to have EA deadlines. Um, And you feel that your application currently is the strongest it will be. Then I recommend applying EA to those three top schools. And if you get into one of them, you are done. If you don't, you'll know in early December, and that's when you can then work on all your other applications. So it can really lighten the workload because you have the chance for your second wave of other colleges that you also like a lot, um, but maybe, you know, 95% love instead of 100% love. Um, And that way, you know, you're just applying to the early ones first, to the, sorry, to your top schools first. You find out um, sometime, second half of December, whether you got in, and then you can make your choice. Now, another good thing, though, is um, you may still, if your financial packages aren't what you want them to be, you may still want to apply to the rest of your list to have a little bit of leverage in case you'd like to have um, grounds for a financial aid appeal. So there's always that, too. Okay.
0: Awesome. It's so interesting hearing about the different strategic approaches because I have friends who took a variety of paths, who chose to do early action or to wait until... December 31st to start working on an application and things like that. So it's, it's exciting and interesting to see what people do, but yeah. Um, I, I know we're, we're pretty much focused on early action, but I want to backtrack for a second because I can't get over the kind of the binding contract of early decision. Are there any situations in which somebody could get out of an early decision acceptance or what, what kind of, what if somebody applies early decision to Boston university, but by, spring of senior year has decided i really don't want to go there what what are the options Are um, there
1: any- There are options i mean you can appeal um it's basically you know a big part of it is yes you signed a contract but it's also an ethical commitment you're taking someone's seat yeah someone, just, someone didn't get in because you got in Um, And so you changing your mind, even though you're contractually bound, um, you know, is really negatively affecting another human out there. So there is that too, um, that mindset behind it, to honor that. Now, if you're just like uh, not feeling it, I recommend you try to find some real reasons. I mean, I know that's a real reason, okay. But if you're applying ED, you should have figured that out before you checked that box because you have to sign the thing your parents have to sign the thing it's not like oh i accidentally checked the box it's it's kind of an extra you know whole part of your application um so i I think something that would warrant being able to fight that um would be financial situation has drastically changed for my family we thought we really could um you know with covid everything is different um so I think you could appeal on the basis of that or if you have um, you know, a medical situation. Um, other than that, work with the school. If you apply ED and you change your mind, just be honest and be humble. Um, I think that's really important. A lot of families are scared to be honest um, when they talk to the university. Um, from my experience, um, most people who are employed at a university are there because they're really passionate about helping students about providing access to education um, and so if they see that there's really a scenario where um, that's really holding you back um, or making the school no longer a good fit for you um, then they will be more than likely willing to work with you um, and at least help you figure out you know how could I do it or why don't I want to do it? And maybe make you aware of opportunities that you weren't aware of. Um, And I always say, if you get someone on the phone um, whom you're not vibing with or you feel like they're not taking it seriously, which I don't think happens very often, but if that happens, hang up, call back at a different time, you'll get someone else on the phone, right? Be persistent, be humble, be honest. Um, This goes also for any financial aid appeal, any time where you really feel like, man, I don't really know what to
0: do. Ask the university, really communicate with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a great tip. Um, Speaking of financial aid, we've got a great question from Allison in the chat. Uh, This is exciting for our West Coast students. Allison wants to know what if your student is applying to out-of-state schools that offer the WUI Scholarship, uh, Western Undergraduate Exchange, uh, is apply as early as possible to rule with these?
1: All right, that's great. We were actually gonna talk a little bit about that too. So the Western Undergraduate Exchange Program is Amazing. We're located in California. So a lot of our students um, take advantage of it. It's a tuition reduction program um, that is open to California students who are studying at other participating universities in Western states. Um, Boise State is an example. Colorado State, Fort Collins is an example. Um, University of Hawaii at Manoa. There are a lot of different universities um, that then um, basically a California student, if they went there, would get would have to pay only 150% of in-state tuition, which makes tuition significantly lower. It saves you um, often 10, 20 grand, um, depending on which university. Now, WUI is different at every university. Um, so some universities just say, um, you know, apply by our early action deadline to make sure you qualify. Um, WUI is also not simply given to you. It has GPA and or test score requirements. This year, the test score requirements should all be waived, but I would triple check with the institution you're applying to. The ones I know do waive them. Um, and so it's competitive. They don't just have the WUI money lying around that they're gonna give to everyone, right? Um, so yes, I do. Uh, um, I would say apply early action if you're interested in WUI. Also, a lot of the WUI schools have a rolling admission. So, if you're applying to a university that has rolling admission and the WUI scholarship, make sure to apply earlier because there will still be more money and it technically might be less competitive. Um, what I think is really important to note though, is that all of these universities will ha- probably have a pri- scholarship priority um, deadline, which is usually December 1st, but some of them even January 15. Um, mm-hmm. So check that out, Um, but I would definitely say if you're, if you have a rolling deadline and your application is strong, so with strong, I mean, no red flags in senior, uh, sorry, in junior year, as far as your GPA goes, um, then I would submit the application now instead of waiting longer. Look at how you compare to the rest of the incoming students. Um, Look at the WUI scholarship qualifying criteria. Are you already there? Are you already qualifying? Are you above that? Could you get higher above that? Um, Check out what other scholarships they have as well. Uh, Boise State has like the Treasure Scholarship, for example, in addition to WUI, and it's a little less competitive than the WUI. Um, So there are other options as well at the WUI schools to get out-of-state specific scholarships. So yes, try to apply early if it's rolling. Um, And again, check in with each university and see what they recommend so that you don't miss a scholarship-specific deadline. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: That is...
1: And again, I, just looking at Allison's question, um, quoting her to apply as early as possible, again, with the strongest possible application. That's the only caveat I would put on that. Applying early, but your application isn't as strong as it
0: could be, not the best choice. Yeah. Um, speaking of apply early, I, I remember very clearly and very unhappily uh, having a couple of moments throughout my college application process where I was submitting things just right up to the line, like three minutes before midnight Eastern time, uh, which for anyone who doesn't know, that's generally the deadline time for many dates. Um, Does it make a difference uh, if you apply three weeks before the deadline versus three minutes besides on your sanity?
1: Okay, that's, I was going to say it makes a difference. Yes. (laughs) Don't push it too close. You will feel extremely stressed out. Um, Does it make a difference in how they view your application whether you apply? Let's let's use the UCs as an example since I mentioned them earlier for regular decision. If you apply November thirtieth at eleven fifty nine. Or if you apply, you know, November first, when the application opens. By the way, the I mean, the application has been open since August, but when the application submission period starts, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. November first. No, it doesn't. They will not look at your application any differently. Um, they will not say, "Oh wow, she seems more on top of her stuff than he does," <laughs> just because she sent it in a few um, weeks before deadline. If you have a deadline, an E A E D or R D deadline. So not rolling but the actual deadline deadlines it doesn't matter how much before you send it in they will all be viewed the same and they'll be looked at together um now again for your sanity it does matter um coming back to the C application it has been known to crash because a hundred thousand students all tried to submit their application at the same time at 11.59 p.m. on November 30th. Even the days leading up to it, last year, even the the Cal State application also had some issues. Um, Some of my students had told me they had already submitted, but suddenly at 9 p.m. on November 30th, I caught some texts that were very surprising to me. So, where they said, oh, well, I had already put everything in. I just hadn't hit the submit button. And that's that's really problematic because these websites um, are used by a lot of students and you don't want something, a technical difficulty to create this problem for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recommend trying to get your application in about two weeks before deadline for peace of mind. Um, that way you're done, you know how to have everything. And, you know, in case you made a mistake, you still have some time um, to reach out or for them to reach out and say, hey, actually we still need something, right? So you have some time without having to feel super stressed that the deadline is over.
0: Yeah, yeah, so on the heels of that, is it the end of the world if I miss a deadline, if one misses a deadline?
1: Um, I would say kind of. <laughs> if you submit your UC application on December 1st, you're, you're not gonna attend the UCs in fall um I think it also depends on the university I think the important part is what I said earlier about communicating um, and also having a good reason so for example I did have a student who for her the whole system crashed she never sees this I'm blanking Oh, wow. I'm blanking. All right. It was a big, well-known university. It was not the UC. It was a different one. Um, so this happened. Oh yeah. It, it was, uh, I believe University of Texas, Austin, actually. Oh, highly competitive school. Um, she was not able to get her application in on time, but she had everything filled out and ready to go. But what was happening is that it kept giving her an error message when she tried to submit it. Um, and she couldn't figure out, what to do about it? So, what, so uh, I was with her. So what I told her to do, since this kept happening, was take a screenshot of the error message, um, and then immediately send an email to the admissions office, attach the screenshot, explain exactly what you were doing and when and ask if they'll still accept your application somehow. So if you have a good reason, just make sure to really record like what went wrong. Um, So take those screenshots, really explain very detailed what you did and then what you clicked and then what happened um, and then ask them if they'll still consider it. So I do think that a lot of universities, as long as you have a good reason and are still very close to the deadline, um, will still accept it, and then there are a variety of universities. If they are um, private universities, they may have a lot more leeway in still accepting your application. So let's say, let's say it's February second, and you just found out about this university that you feel like is your dream college, and you realize, wow, their application deadline deadline like RD was January fifteenth. Okay, that ship has sailed. I can't go. Well, just call them, email them, ask them, say, I just found out about you because we went on a um, trip to the Pacific Northwest. I've never been here. I fell in love with the region and I really love Willamette. Is there any way I could still submit an application to you? Um, And with that specific school, one of my students was able to do that, even though it was two weeks after deadline, and she ended up getting merit scholarships as well on top of it. Um, So this is something that it's always you know all they can say is no it's always worth asking but try
0: everything in your power to never miss a deadline mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's a great i mean that feels like a great college applications philosophy is that, well they can say no but all you can do is try <laughs> um we've got another great question from allison in the chat uh, Allison wants to know if your student is still trying to secure an ACT score, what is your advice on submitting applications relative to this? Is it a good idea to apply early and then let the university know that you're still trying to test?
1: Um, if your student is still trying to um, take the ACT, then I'm assuming they're signed up for the ACT beginning of December. Which means no, do not apply early if you want them to factor it in. If you're applying early action, um, then your application will be viewed sometime between November 1st or 15th and December 15th. Those scores are not even going to be out yet, right? They come out, I believe, December 28th or so. Um, So they will have told you whether you got in or didn't before you even know what you scored on your ACT. So if you're child is still taking the ACT in December. And you know, a lot of kids are doing that this year because all of their test dates have been canceled. It's been really stressful and frustrating for everyone. Um, So my heart goes out to all of you out there. Um, And if you really feel like um, your score could potentially push your application to a higher level, go for regular decision. Don't do early action. There's no need for it. Now, again, if they have a scholarship priority consideration deadline. Okay, and if they do, then you're still going to apply regular decision on the application, you're gonna choose EA or ED uh, or RD. You're gonna choose RD, but you're gonna make sure you submit your application before the scholarship consideration deadline. But don't apply EA if that's a different deadline, because that way you will still be considered with everything. And they will ask you, do you have any future test dates that you're going to sit for? Um, so it also depends on which universities they're applying to and if it's rolling again compare academically speaking looking at your gpa etc where are you right now compared to the rest of the applicants college scorecard is a great place to look at that data. Um, It's government um, obtained data. So it comes directly from the universities to the Department of Education. Um, So I really recommend looking at the admission stats there. The other thing you can do to really know more about how you or your student compare to the incoming freshman class of last year is to Google the university name and the words student profile. That way you'll land on the actual university's website. Beware of third party Third party websites like College Vine or or College Confidential, I'm not saying they're wrong, but you don't know where the data came from. So it can be off and you don't know when the data was updated. Um, So really recommend just getting clean data either directly from the university or from College Scorecard, uh, seeing where you're at. If you are in the top 25% already. Submit early, go ahead, send all that stuff in. It's very likely that um, you have a good shot. If you're right in the middle that's where you kind of have to decide. If you're in the lower and then the 25th percentile, wait for that test score, do what you can on your, on your grades as well. Um, so it's really about the strength of your application, what you think you can still do. And then also really familiarize yourself with the test optional policy that a lot of universities have adopted this application season for the um, fall 2021 applicants um, and see if test optional might be a way for your student to have a strong application. Um, which you can still decide after he's received his ACT score. You said um, he signed up for the December 12th test, right? So you can decide whether or not you want to apply with or without the test um, after
0: that if you have January and February deadlines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want to add that all of this kind of information about test optional versus <laughs> non-test optional and deadlines and all sorts of things, uh, we have a lot of blog posts and a lot of resources available on our website um, written down there permanently for you to access whenever you need to uh, i can't plug that resource enough so
1: and a great newsletter where we kind of update about those things too
0: um
1: i was about to say something else oh yeah one more um copy up to the last thing i said would be you were asking earlier about the um, early deadlines and about scholarship consideration and about then taking the act in december so if one of the um, Let's say it's a rolling school, so not an RD, um, and you want to apply, and it's a early school, so you want to apply as soon as possible. But you really think that ACT score will make a big difference. Then I would just call the office of admission and explain the situation. You know, you can even schedule a meeting with an offic- uh, with a um, admissions representative on Zoom. So now that we're in the virtual world, it's actually um, a lot easier to have that face-to-face even if you can't visit the college. Um, so go on our website on their admissions office, hit contact us and just set up a meeting, a phone call um, or a Zoom meeting, usually about 15 minutes with the admissions rep. Make sure you and the student are there so you can both ask your questions. It shouldn't just be a parent asking for the students since this is the student's future and they should show their independence and interest um, and agency in that. And just tell them, here's the situation, we need maximum scholarship consideration, but he's not been able to take the ACT, or even if he hasn't didn't like his score, you can say that his score isn't currently representative of his academic ability. Again, it would be stronger if it came from uh, your daughter or son. Um, and so um, then ask them, what, what do you recommend I do? to have the highest scholarship consideration and still ensure that he gets it. They will be honest, they don't want to send you um, into a bad situation, right? They want this to be a good process for you. So if you are um, ever on the fence of really, there are a lot of pros and cons, both direction, um, just just ask that question. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. I wanna second that. I've had tremendous success just reaching out to the people who work in those offices and asking questions and asking for support yeah absolutely
1: and all of this is a lot of strategizing right where you need a lot of background knowledge and i mean that's why our profession exists that's why we're educational consultants because we read through this stuff all day um we communicate with the admissions representatives of a lot of different colleges we can stay up to date um through our professional organizations so if you you know if you need specific help with deadline um strategy management that is something that you could um always talk to an educational consultant about as well. Um, most consultants have an hourly rate. I know we do at Strive to Learn. Um, so if you know specifically, hey, I have everything handled, but I just really need a professional to look at am I strategizing right over here? Um, that's always something that you can get some feedback on as well.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's great. I, I feel like we have gone up and over all of my questions. I, I that felt very very thorough. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add? Any parting words of wisdom?
1: I do. In my handy-dandy journal, I wrote some stuff down. So... Um, i wanted like to give a shout out to our newsletter. Um, Lily is actually someone who really helps create it together with our client experience manager, Shawnee. So um, we're trying to send one out every two weeks um, just with really pertinent information about studying, about college, about financial aid and any webinars like these that we're doing. Um, so if you're interested, just go hop on our website, scroll all the way to the bottom and that's where you can sign up for the newsletter. Um, okay, I think Allison has another question. Would you mind reading it, Lily?
0: Sure, I was, about to, I was about to say, we've got another great question. I'm really appreciating these. All right, Allison says, if you are supposed to request transcripts to be sent to colleges you're applying to, how long before the app deadline should those be requested through Scribbles?
1: Right. Um, I would say request them now. If you know you're applying, just request them now. They don't need to have your application in yet. Um, start sending them your stuff they'll keep it all in one file. When your application gets submitted, they'll put it all together. Um, so I recommend doing it sooner rather than later, but I would try to do it at least two weeks before if possible, again, for ease of mind. Um, and also don't be scared if you submit your application and you're like, I sent my transcript out two weeks ago and I, I, I'm going into my portal and they're like, we're missing information. Don't freak out. It takes a while even after it reaches them to go from, you know the funnel of hey we're getting all of these transcripts all at once and actually being matched up with your account right and so if you then wait a week and it still says that and you're getting concerned call them and say hey i submitted this three weeks ago should i be worried or concerned that it's not showing up in my portal yet and they'll say either they didn't get it or they'll say oh i see it here we just haven't you know entered that it's just not reflected in your um, online portal yet mm-hmm. um so yeah <laughs> And that's okay. Love the questions. Allison. This is great. I'm so happy that you're in here with us. And, um, this its the best thing. That's why we do what we do. We're consultants because people ask us questions and then we give them answers. So, um, I really appreciate the questions. It always gets me to think a little more and be on my toes. So, <laughs> um, okay. One last thing we do offer free consultation. So if anyone, um, you know, and says, oh, man, I want to know more about, you know, how an educational consultant can help me, um, then please feel free to schedule a free consultation on our website or by giving us a call or shooting us an email. Um, We love to get to know families and um, just, you know, provide you at least with some resources, even if you decide to go along it your own way.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Josephine. I really appreciate all of this time that you've spent. It's so great to get to have these conversations with you.
1: Thank you, Lily. Your questions are always amazing and make me think. So really appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening. As we continue to produce episodes of this podcast, you can follow along on our website, www.strivetolearn.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay tuned for future episodes and don't forget to subscribe. As we're launching this podcast, we'd appreciate any support you can give, including likes, downloads, shares, and good reviews. Got something you want to learn about? Ask us questions in the comments or DM us on Instagram at strive to learn tutoring. Get the latest updates on the college admissions world and be the first to receive exclusive offers when you subscribe to our newsletter by visiting our website, www.strivetolearn.com. Thanks for sticking around and I'll see you next time.